Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 61, recorded on Thursday, 21st July 2011. Milwaukee, here we come. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Carbonite. Carbonite is online backup done right. Protect your PC or Mac for just $59 a year by seamlessly copying all your files off to the cloud, providing restore whenever you need it, wherever you need it. Get your free 15-day trial at Carbonite.com. That's C-A-R-B-O-N-I-T-E dot com. And use the offer code T-P-N to get two months extra free when you buy. That's Carbonite.com. Well, hello, everybody. This is This Week in Lotus. My name is Stuart McIntyre, and I'm back for another episode of the weekly roundtable discussion about all things Lotus. I'm joined once again by Darren Duke. Hello, Darren. Hello, world. Hello, hello, hello. That was my Queen accent. (laughs) Very good, it is, too. I think you need to spend a bit more time back in England to practice that one. (laughs) Apparently so. (laughs) So how's life in Atlanta? It is hot. Cows are dropping dead, and it was 96 degrees in North Dakota. North Dakota. Ouch. I imagine North Dakota is always pretty pretty cool and calm and quiet up there. You would think. I would expect that to be a minus 96 degrees, <laughs> not a 96 degrees. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us again this week, Darren. We've got a, uh, a very full agenda for this week. Once again, we're joined by um, people from around the Lotus community, IBMers, partners. Um, I'm not sure we've got any customers on this call, but let's kick off anyway and we'll see where we get to. So we're joined by Richard Moy. Hello, Richard. Oh, good morning. Well, good afternoon where you are. Yeah, good afternoon to you. Do you want to tell us who you work for, Richard, and, and what you do there? Um, I work for Fora Group. Um, it's a small IBM business partner here in uh, Chicago area, and we provide services for the lowest brand and also open source solutions. And um, we also um, provide training for the lowest brand. Excellent. And, and we're having you on today because you're in the midst of organizing a conference, I think. Yes, uh, we're organizing the third annual uh, Midwest Lotus User Group Conference, which is being um, held this year in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, well, we'll go, we'll go through MW Lug in a little bit of detail a bit later. So thanks for joining us, Richard. It's great, great to have you on the podcast. We've also got one of your colleagues in organizing MW Lug as well, Bernie Leung. Hello, Bernie. Uh, good afternoon or good morning. I am over in Chicago, so I guess it's this morning for us and afternoon for you. Absolutely. So what time is it there, about 7 a.m.? It's about 7 yes. a.m., yeah, so again, do you want to tell us which company you work for and what your role there is? Sure, I am with Mesa Technology. Uh, yes, we are also IBM Business Partner. Um, we dealt with uh, the Lotus brand of software, but also deal with the WebSphere product line and also actually uh, quite heavily involved in security also. Um, I guess I, I kind of want to think of myself as one of the uh, bleeding edge people in the social media. Um, I our company actually wrote the first social media, I would believe, the first social media solution back in uh, 2003, and we are proud to say that we uh, started it about six months before Facebook did. Wow, okay, that's a, that's a claim to fame, isn't it? And, and which products do you work with in the Lotus portfolio? Uh, the, well, I um, was quite heavily involved with the uh, now defunct, I guess, Lotus Foundation platform. Um, other than that, I also work quite heavily with the forms platform, also for uh, you know the forms platform. So those are the two main areas that we um, that I uh, focus in. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us today, Bernie. It's great to have you on. And we're also joined all the way from the other side of the world, from New Zealand, by Vaughan Rivet. Hi there, Vaughan. Hi there. How are you? Yeah, very very good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, especially as it's I guess a very late hour there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's 10, 12 or 8 a.m. So um, <laughs> an early hour. 
<laughs> Indeed. Well, thanks for being on. It's always great to have folks from that area of the world on the podcast. Um, I guess your role has changed recently, haven't you? Have you rejoined IBM? Yeah, so um, I haven't rejoined IBM. I've actually joined IBM for the first time. But um, okay. it's quite funny because um, you know, I think the first day I walked in, it was like I was walking into my own home. Um, so many faces and people that I've known over the years. Um, so, yeah, it's great to be on their team. Okay. Lots of people nagging at you. Let's <laughs> get into that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you have a little bit of a honeymoon period before people realize kind of what your role is and where you fit in. And then I imagine it just all comes on you in terms of people's demands and, and being involved in stuff. Yeah, well, the good thing is I've gone in there with my sleeves rolled up. I know what needs to be done. Um, I've certainly got my own aspirations for what I'd like to see happen in the New Zealand market. So it's kind of like roll your sleeves up and get stuck in. And I think um, the approach that I have has been reciprocated as well somehow. So, yeah, it's all good. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us again today, Vaughan, as well. And lastly, we're joined by Magnus Toth. Hi there, Magnus. Hello, everybody. Hello. So you're over in Sweden, I believe. And do you want to tell us what you do there? Yeah, I'm from Sweden, from Helsingborg in Sweden. Uh, I am um, one of the founders of the IT company Cicado, uh, which is based in, in Helsingborg. Uh, we started 2004, but uh, uh, I have been working with Lotus Notes uh, since 95, actually. Uh, what we do that, uh, is that we provide uh, uh, advanced consultancy service for, for Notes and Domino, but we also have a product development. So, and that's why I'm here today, I guess, uh, because recently we have uh, developed an app for uh, iOS devices that's called Notes Effort To Do, which will sync your uh, Notes To Do's to, to your iPhone. Excellent. And again, we'll be asking you all about that later on. So yeah. <laughs> hold on to that thought and we'll come back to it in yeah. a little while. But thanks for joining us. It's, it's great Thank to have you, you on the show. Is this our first ever Swede? Um, I have a feeling it might be, actually. We've had Pear on, haven't we, who I think is over in Denmark. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Magnus, you may well be our first ever Swedish guest. So. All right. Okay. You, you, Very you, good. You, Thank you. you. You get a This Week in Lotus... Sweet well, special. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should put together a map, actually, of where we've had people on the podcast from. That would be a good thing to do. But thanks for joining us, Magnus. Great to have you on. So, so, Richard and Bernie, let's kick off with you guys. Um, we, we've heard, I guess, throughout the year about um, various user groups going on around the world. We've had UK Lug and IAM Lugs coming up soon. But you've got your own particular one coming up very soon. It's the Midwestern uh, Lotus user group. Do you want to tell us kind of how this started and when and, and how many years you've been doing it for? Oh. Um, NW Lug, which is uh, the Midwest uh, Lotus users group, um, started about almost four years ago. Actually, um, start myself and Greg Alwich, and we did it at um, Lotosphere. I think it was 2008. We were having many beers, and we're talking about uh, how we can get the uh, momentum for the users groups in the Midwest started and kind of kickstarted because it was kind of you know waning in some cities. So what we did was uh, we we over some beer we kind of came up with the MW log conference concept and. Um, it doesn't, this year will be our third year in having a conference. That's great. And, and so in the previous years, um, how many people have you had attend and, and how much did it cost to attend as well? Yeah, um, when we first started, we had about 140. We had 170 last year. And this year we're you know, hoping to have you know, 170 to 100, maybe almost 200 this year. Um, and... The cost is uh, basically $35 donation to um, one of the users groups. So we help try to raise funds for the users groups meetings. Or if you're not part of those users groups, uh, you could uh, donate that money to uh, wherever the cause. So it's primarily uh, a donation that you're providing. And it is one of them worthy causes this week in Lotus? <laughs> <laughs> could be. Could be. <laughs> So it moves around. This is one of the things I like about NWLug is it's not static in a city because you're kind of a conglomeration of multiple user groups. So this this year it's in Milwaukee, I think, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, first year we had it in Chicago. Uh, we actually had the IBM Center in Chicago, which uh, was nice in the sense it was free. Uh, but <laughs> everyone, 
everybody wanted to go in a hotel. So last year we had it in the, in Cleveland, and we had a great turnout. Uh, we got a lot of people from Pittsburgh, uh, Detroit, uh, and from Columbus uh, come in. And then uh, even people, you know, we went from Chicago and everything. And um, we had a hotel for the first time, which was an interesting experience because um, the bandwidth was not up to par. Um, and everything crashed all the time. <laughs> and this year we learned from last year's lesson. Um, I think Greg uh, blogged about it. We actually have uh, Sprint, uh, you know, one of the main sponsors, thanks to Bernie, uh, to provide uh, bandwidth in addition to the six megabits that the hotel provides. And, and, and just so be- you don't feel guilty about the bandwidth, e- even UK Look, which is the longest running of these, still has issues with this. <laughs> It's interesting when you have 200 people all carrying laptops and iPads and uh, Androids all trying to access the internet from one spot. That is quite a challenge. Well, and it is. It's it's the it's the prevalence of devices. Now you, you do have one thing in your favor. You don't have a gentleman called Stuart McIntyre. <laughs> I was oh, the one. come over. <laughs> I'd love to. I was the one person left at UK Lug with their hand up saying they had five Wi-Fi enabled devices with them. Oh, I'm sorry, Warren. I'm sorry. It's going to be in the, the Sheridan uh, Milwaukee Brookfield Hotel, which is not really in Milwaukee. It's in Brookfield. We really had a lot of hard time getting a hotel this year because there's a lot of conventions going on in Milwaukee during the last week of August. Uh, which um, so we took you no know, through um, a lot of hard work. We actually finally located the hotel that was willing to give us uh, a really cheap rate and everything and be able to, at the same time, uh, be big enough to hold the number of people we were expecting. So, Yo, I think I have to add that uh, I think we, we could be reaching a maximum of 200 people. The place is only hold 200, but I think this year, um, I think we could hit that 200 uh, attendees quite, uh, quite well. And that is one of the concerns that we might have to actually cut off the, te- the, the registration early. Not a good thing for, uh, you know, for the people who registered late, but uh, that could be the, you know, the actual fact that the fire marshal will not let us any more people. So that might be a good chance then to say, how do people register to attend? Uh, right now we have uh, about 100, um, but uh, like always, every single year, everyone registers at the end of the last four weeks. <laughs> and it drives me crazy because I have schedule all the food and everything and last year we, we had like 25 registration in the last two days and it wow possible to uh so i kept calling the catering and said we had to change the order we had to change the order <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm i'm hugely impressed by all of you guys who uh, organize these kind of things i mean 200 people is such a lot of folks i mean I, as many people are aware i just organized a social connections uh, event in the uk and that was just kind of 60 or so and just the logistics that go into these things just are amazing and then when you multiply it up i'm sure it grows kind of logarithmically as you add more people and more rooms and more tracks so kudos oh, yeah. as darren would say to anybody who takes this on i think it's an amazing job to do it's a full-time job for my summer, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the website for MWLUG? Uh, the website for MWLUG is uh, nwlug.com. Okay. And, and what's the focus in terms of product and solution coverage for MWLUG? I mean, you know, is, is it purely around notes and domino, or are you covering you know, same-time quicker connections as well? We're covering all the – actually, I would say, you know, Given the great IBM rebranding approach, now we uh, cover a lot of the um, brands uh, that IBM is offering, whether related to so- the social collaborations, which include connections, um, including Notes Domino brand, Quicker, Same Time, Forms, um, and all the other um, combinations of those products that uh, IBM is providing. So. I would also like to add that um, you know the this particular users group, the MW Lung users group, we are focusing uh, also on the social media side or social collaboration side quite uh, quite a bit. So I think we are um, pulling in about uh, what six or eight people that is not in the what we think of it being traditional Lotus um, you know users group here that would attend Lotus users group, but. Uh, but we are actually getting physicians showing up, 
who is going to talk about how to use social media and social collaboration to help with healthcare. Um, we have a person showing up. Well, I guess it's a person, huh? It's Sean Animals. Uh, you you go to his site, you'll find out what it is. It's Sean Animals. Uh, he is also showing He or it is also showing up. So these are not what we think of traditional um, Lotus, you know, what we think of Lotus users. But I think it's very important for them to bring to us a uh, business perspective of how social media and social collaboration has helped their company to grow and, and prosper and other good stuff. So um, I think that is going to draw quite a few people in. Um, that's an area that I think would definitely boost us over that 200 number if we don't be careful with the mm-hmm. <laughs> limiting the number of people showing. That sounds terrific. Sounds like a really a good show you're putting on with lots of variety as well. Um, and, and I've heard mentions of various places about the community outreach program. Do you want to run through what that is? Yeah, the, uh, we started this last year. Um, and since we're kind of, our, our goal, one of our goals is to really kind of bring the whole Midwest community together, uh, whether they are you know, the lowest brand or IBM brand or, or technology wise. And one of the things we came up with last year was that, uh, we want to be part of the community was to try to help raise money for a worthy cause in each of the cities. Uh, last year we, uh, selected, uh, the Cleveland food bank and we raised $500 for the food bank. Which allows them to actually have uh, up to two thousand meals. You know, amazing that five hundred dollars you can actually get uh, two thousand meals out of it, and that uh, meals you know, have feed a lot of people. So this year um, we uh, are doing the same thing, and we're r- raising money again for this year the Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin uh, food bank, and. Uh, what, like last year, we're donating. Uh, this, uh, the hotel donates a weekend uh, with breakfast and everything in the deluxe suite as a raffle um, prize. And people who are interested can donate ten dollars and be part of the raffle. Or if they're not part of uh, a user group uh, that is designated as part of participant, they can also donate their um, their restoration fee to the food bank and get a chance to win that weekend and uh we actually you know milwaukee is interested in one of the uh, papers is trying to write an article about us and doing that and it's a good way to you know get be part of the community and show and give back to some people who don't are less fortunate i think that's tremendous it's, it sounds like a, a really great way of kind of widening the scope of of the event and, and doing something very useful for a good cause as well so you know again great for, for putting that together I think it's a fabulous thing to do um, and, and the other thing is we had Mike McGarrell on uh, a couple of weeks ago talking about the XPRIZE design competition I think that's still open for, for new entries as well yeah it's uh, right now you know, we're still taking entries until we moved the deadline to August 8th because a couple of programmers said they didn't have time to finish their stuff uh, so uh, right now the deadline is August 8th and we have some great judges including Chris Blatnick and Dick Howell who will be judging based on the design and looking feel of what you created. And uh, the winning prize is a tablet, and we'll have a couple um, second and third prizes, uh, uh, which are, we haven't announced yet because we haven't got a chance to go and figure out what, we, uh, what the tablet we're going to purchase. Okay, that's, and any tablet will do, I'm sure. Sounds, <laughs> sounds great. And, and Darren, did I hear a rumor that the Dukes are presenting at MW Lug as well? I heard that rumor too. I, I believe we are. And I also think we might be doing a somewhat live twill from there as well. That's certainly the plan, I think. And so, so there, there's, there's two reasons, or now there's three reasons to go to this the Midwest user group. One is it's in Milwaukee, and that's where the Fonz is from. What's not to like about that? Well, I got to mention that uh, as part of this year, we, we are going to have a tour of the Miller Coors Brewery, which will provide free samples afterwards. So... Uh, be coming to NW Lug, you know, make sure you join us on Wednesday at the brewery tour and get some uh, samples, and then we'll, we'll come back for reception, which have more samples, a little more variety too. So. <laughs> I'll so, be there. I can see, see what happens here. There's going to be 5,000 people at the brewery <laughs> tour and 200 people at the Lug. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. And and Vaughan, if, if we can widen it out to you, uh, we've got an event coming up in your kind of rough geography in the next uh, couple of months as well, because Oslug is coming out very soon. I thought you were going to say the World Cup rubbed it. <laughs> <laughs> 
England. England. Do you, do you think you'll make it over to Oslug? Look, I'm not sure at this point. It's um, certainly on my list of things I want to do before I die. Um, <laughs> on the bucket list. So, um, yeah, at the moment I'm not entirely sure, but I hope to be there. Is there any kind of user group in New Zealand yet? Um, not yet. That's one of the things that I'll be kind of looking at um, sorting out sometime in the next 12 months. Um, there's, there's, there's interested um, parties here in New Zealand, so um, we'll certainly be looking at that. Excellent. Well, there you go. You heard it first. <laughs> On New <Twitter>. look. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and that would work. So, um, Oslug is, I think, something like the 23rd, 24th of August. Uh, hopefully somebody can check that for me. I Am Lug is, is the first week in August. When does MW Lug take place? Uh, it takes place from the 24th of August to the 26th of August. Um, and the uh, first uh, day is starts in the evening, or the afternoon with the tour, and then uh, we also are uh, having a reception on that Wednesday, and uh, some people suggested also a Harley Davidson, Davidson tour, but uh, I think uh, having two tours in one day is too much. So, okay, no, it's, it sounds great—a real action-packed uh, week, I'm sure. Also, like it's 29th and 30th of August in Sydney. For anybody who's interested in that one. So uh, uh, that's terrific, uh, Richard and Bernie. I think uh, it's a tr- uh, yeah, wonderful event you're putting together, and I'm sure there's a lot of people looking forward to that. So as, as you mentioned, I think there's a few spots left, so if you're interested, do get registered as soon as possible so you don't miss out on that event. So moving on, we also have Magnus on this call. I already interjected several times. So Magnus, um, yeah, the, the reason um, we, we reached out to you was because you have this tremendous new app um, just been made available for iOS. Now, this, this kind of sort of works in a similar way to Traveller, doesn't it? So do you want to fill us in on what your app does and how it works? Yes. Uh, well, the short version is that it's an app, as you said. It's an iOS app. It will work on any iPhone, uh, iPod or iPad device. Uh, and it basically syncs all your notes to do's with uh, the app, syncs, uh, syncs them into to the app, so to say, and it uses Traveler Server. So there is no need for any third-party software on the server. Nothing has to be changed on the server or in the mail file. It's just to download it and just run it. Wow, that sounds great. So, um, you know, how much does it cost? That might be a good place to start. Yeah, actually, we have three three versions uh, of Notes Effort to do. Um, uh, first, we have the free version, and the free version will work for 20 days will, with full editing capabilities. But after 20 days, it will only work as a Notes to do uh, viewer, so to say. Uh, but then we also have the iPhone and iPod version that's called only Notes Effort to do. And that's, well, the full version. It costs uh, $3. Uh, and, and that's the one to choose if you have an iPhone, for example. But then we also have an, uh, an iPad version with a full resolution for the iPad. Uh, and that one uh, is also available for $4. Okay, great. And, um, and so what functionalities does it give you? It, it syncs your to-dos from your notes client through to... The... No. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, uh, uh, we already have many softwares out there that will sync notes to do's to different devices but the new thing with this app is that it does this you only need the phone no wires no nothing just download the app from app store and you can start uh, synchronizing if you have a traveler server installed in your company so yeah that's basically it it, it uses traveler server okay. uh, as you know i mean traveler server you can already sync mail and calendar and contacts but there have never been support for synchronizing any to-dos. Uh, and I wanted that. Uh, actually, that, that's how it started. I wanted that. So I said to the guys uh, at our company, Cicado, why not do it? We, we'll do it. We'll do the app that synchronizes with Traveler Server so you can have offline support, etc. And we did it. And now it's out. So just download it and uh, try it out. So, so question here, um, are you using Traveller as just a transport mechanism, so you're sitting on the back of HTTPS, you're not actually going through the Traveller serverlet, correct? Yes, exactly. Okay. Like okay, you do good. with mail and calendar, uh, we do it uh, the same way. Uh, you know, the Traveller server, it already supports syncing of to-dos, but not for iOS devices and not for Android devices. I think the on- only thing they support right now 
is uh, Windows Mobile, I think. How uh, ironic is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> The Nokia device is supported as well. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but the reason for supporting uh, Windows Mobile and Nokia was that they have a to-do app installed when you buy the phone. And if when you buy an iPhone, you don't have a to-do app. So I think IBM made this choice because they didn't want to develop the app itself. Uh, ah, and that's that why they left it up. Yeah, yeah. And the same for Android. They, they didn't want to make the app. Uh, so they have support in the Traveler server for syncing to-dos, but they didn't want to, to make the app. So we made it. In, it's impressive. I'm, I, I was looking at the screenshots this morning. And I, I've got to say, I, I don't do a lot of to-dos. So probably the view only to-do is good for me because I put them in there and never, ever finish them. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, but you know, one of the other things we get asked a lot for with with Traveller is 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 the journal of a notebook or whatever it's yeah. called. This week, yeah. do you guys have any plans to extend your obvious genius in this realm? <laughs> yeah, because Lisa yeah. would buy that immediately. She lives yeah. by the journal. Yes, I also want that. But no, right now we don't have any plans. Uh, uh, what we're doing right now is, is that we're developing the Android version. It's not out yet, but I think it will be available in a couple of weeks from now. Uh, and after that, we have iPad, iPhone, iPod, and Android devices. Uh, and that's very satisfying, of course, for us, because we are supporting a broad range of, of devices out there. Uh, but the next step, I think, will be to add more features. Uh, we have already had some, well, I could say a lot of feature requests. Uh, so I think we will add uh, new functions and also support more languages as we go from there, so to say. But the next step, yes, of course, we want to look into to notebook synchronization. But right now, I don't know if Traveler supports that or not. I'm not sure, actually. Uh, I think it does, but but I have to, to, to check it out and look it up. Because, as I said, we're using Traveler server, so we're restricted to what Traveler server can provide to us. Uh, and also, this is not easy, and that's why we are the first ones to do this, because uh, Traveler servers don't have any APIs or, or something like that. We, When we did this, we had to check everything that's going on between the server and the client to just make this first step. So it has been a lot of work, I can say. And you guys, I can only imagine what it must be like trying to figure out an API for a product that doesn't have an API or a published yeah, API. Yeah, exactly. So we have spent already a lot of time to do this. But it's actually kind of impressive. It's impressive to be able to just put, I guess, for one of a better word, a packet sniffer or a protocol sniffer in between yeah. Traveller and in between a, a Nokia or Windows Mobile and just see what the conversation is and then say, okay, can we create that same conversation between yeah. an iOS and the Traveller server? So this is a double kudos award. This is impressive. Yeah. But, you know, if you've worked with Lotus Notes and Dominic for 15 years or more, I mean... What can you do? You need something new that, can I really do this or can I really do that? And this was a big challenge for us, of course, but uh, we made it uh, at the end. And I'm very happy that, that we did. Uh, there were many times when we thought that, well, we cannot do this. It's, it's too complicated. But uh, after a while, we saw, saw, the, saw the light, so to say. And uh, well, yeah, here we are now. Well, congratulations. That's, that's an impressive piece of reverse engineering. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I've, just been look, I've just been looking at the Lotus Traveller site, and Traveller does support syncing of journal, but doesn't support right. it on the Apple iPhone or iPad. All so right. that looks like an opening for you, Mark. All right, we will give you the app later <laughs> this year. Have it. <laughs> what, what, a week tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, of course, I'm also interested in, in, in supporting uh, journal uh, entries because I also use that a lot. So I think it would be great if, if we could, could uh, create an app for that as well. I use it for all my elevator cords. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> some of the secret work we do. And if I, if, if I don't bring my phone with me, I can't get into the office. <laughs> oh, right. so it's it, it really is this is the one thing I could do without email I could do without voicemail but I could not do without my journal uh, and okay. I am abhorrent to put that kind of stuff in Evernote because I'm not sure what the security okay. is but then my tip for this week will be don't use notebook for now use to do <laughs> there you go <laughs> it's thinking outside the box <laughs> 
and and I've just had a look at your website, and it looks like a really appealing user interface. I mean, was that one of your sort of requirements and your design goals was was to make it you know appear as much a part of iOS as as you know the the, the email and and contacts and so on are. Yes, of course. That, that's always something we, we talk about, uh, and I think everybody's talking about it to make it user friendly. Uh, so yeah, of course, and obviously we have have spent some time to to make it as easy as possible for for normal users. And and does your company do any other applications that we should know about, or are there any other areas you're, you're looking to expand into? Uh, well, right now I, I think we we are focusing really on apps development. Uh, we also do advanced consultancy services, uh, system planning, infrastructure, well, development of of applications and whatever. But what we have been doing for yeah, several years now is that we have a content management system called Termite, which is a content uh, management system for, for Domino. And we have installations, uh, well, in not all over the world, but in the Nordic countries. Uh, but, I mean, our focus right now uh, as I said, is app development. There are so much to do there. Uh, for example, this to-do app. This has not been made before. So, I mean, it's fantastic for us as well to, to do it. And it's very satisfying to create a, such an app. And also, we're talking about journal or the notebook. It's the same with, with that one. It would be very satisfying and, and it would be very good for me and, and for all, for, for all the notes users all over the world to have such an app. Because now we see smartphones all over. I mean, smartphones, that's almost everyone here in Sweden is using a smartphone now. Uh, so, well, it's a, it's a big challenge and, and it's inspiring to, to work with it. So, so that's really our main focus right now. And, and I'm, I'm kind of amazed the language support already in that because there's English, German, Spanish, French and Swedish. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, even for a re reasonably new app, I guess, for want of a better word, it actually has, you know... A, I was surprised you had five in there. I would I would have expected one or two. So again, yeah. triple kudos. <laughs> yes, but that's kudos to our customers, really, because uh, as we uh, has have written on our webpage there for Notes F1, we want to have this translated into more languages. And and actually, I get many emails regarding this. I can help you to translate it to French. I can help you to translate it to Polish, which we are going to support in the next release, by the way, and and, and so on and so on. So so actually, we get help from from the users to translate this app because they think it's so good. I can help translate into American. Yeah, all right. Yeah, thank you. Just, you. just drop all the vowels and put apostrophes in there. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Get a good uh, social media uh, uh, case study there. Yeah, really. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. It's it's kind of crowdsourcing, but for actual useful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to see uh, partners jumping in and really pushing the envelope of what we can do with the platform. Uh, it's nice to see that, and I hope there's be more of this coming around from different places too. Yeah. Well, I was, I mean, as I said, I wanted this app uh, for myself, for my own use. And I searched around, and I didn't find it. And I thought that that was very strange. And I, my first thought was actually, this can't be true. Has nobody <laughs> done this? This is crazy, more or less. So Second, this must be easy. <laughs> yes, that was my first thought as well. This must be easy. Why haven't anyone done this? But if you search around, you can find to-do apps that will uh, let you view uh, to-dos, that will let you edit to-dos, for example. But if you create new to-dos, it will be a big mess. They will get into the drafts folder of your mail and, and stuff like that. So th they are not really working 100%. The only way to, to get this to work 100% is to go through Traveler Server. And that's uh, uh, our that was our goal early in the process. So uh, that's why it took so long time as well. Because then, as I said, we, we didn't have any APIs for it. So we had to, well, if you want, invent it for ourselves. And now when we have it, it will be much easier, of course. And I think that to make a, a notebook or journal app will be much faster this time because now we know a lot of what the Traveler server expects and, and how it works and, and so on. So how long did it take from, from you saying, I need this oh. to actually use? Yeah, uh, 
Actually, I don't have that uh, in mind right now, but... Uh, Was it weeks? Month. No, it's oh. months. It's months. Okay. It's maybe two or three months, something like that. But my guess was one week. When we started. <laughs> Isn't that a waste away, though? Hey, yeah, that's what we all say. All of us software yeah. developers. Oh, yeah, we can do that in a few hours. Yeah. Four years later, you're still fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> and Magnus, will you be looking at the um, enterprise program that iOS uh, is yes, all for of iOS? Yes, I mean, this is... Uh, I mean, this is very good that Apple launches this, and it's very important for us, of course. I mean, right now you have to, to buy it and download it from App Store, and many users in different companies, they don't want to buy stuff that's beneficial for, the, for their company, so to say. But many other users will, of course, download it and buy it because it helps their daily work. And for, th for $3, I mean, yeah, it's not that much. To help their daily work, it, it, it's not much. So... I don't know, but I think it will definitely help to, to join the enterprise program and, and to go with it and, and, and provide licensing options for that. And, and one last question for you, Magnus. Um, yep. as, as our first guest from Sweden, how do you feel about the kind of Lotus and IBM Collaboration Solutions marketplace in Sweden? Is it vibrant at the moment? Are there still plenty of customers that are asking for Yes, for uh, of course. Solutions? Uh, it's, uh, it's been... How should I say this? It's, it's not uh, as it was, uh, I mean, five or six, seven years ago. It was much hotter th then, uh, but it's still, it's still many big, large companies that's using Notes and Domino. For example, uh, no, I shouldn't say any examples, but I, I mean, it's still uh, uh, something big here in Sweden, uh, I must say. That's good news. And, and let, let, let's pass that same question out to Vaughan then. As, as our furthest afield on the call today from New Zealand, how, how are things out there? Is, is, is Lotus still in demand? And, and how are you finding the, the customer engagements you've been involved with so far? Yeah, well, I think um, over the years, Lotus has taken quite a bit of a hit here in New Zealand. Um, it's been attacked fiercely by Microsoft. I think the New Zealand market um, has been seen to be a little bit of a test market for Microsoft. Um, so they've done a few um, unusual things here in New Zealand um, to try to capture that market. And, and you know, um, credit where credit's due, they've done quite well. Um, but um, I, I'm here now, so I'll move over. Um, so basically, I think um, the things that are of interest at the moment in New Zealand, there's a, there's a lot of interest around the um, Collaboration 2.0 or um, Enterprise 2.0 applications. Um, so the common kind of conversation I'd be having with a customer at the moment would typically be around connections and to wherever that may lead, and that may lead to a portal conversation, it may lead to a domino conversation, um, but, you know, I think um, the, the conversation around social business certainly opens a lot of doors, and um, it, it can be quite an entertaining conversation. I just love getting to the end of the day and being able to turn around and say, to my colleagues, you know, what have you talked about work? I've, I've talked social all day, you know. So um, it's a lot of fun, um, and the reception is absolutely fantastic. So what, what, is, what is your exact title? Because IBM have all of these interesting, strange titles. So A, what is your title? And B, what does it actually mean in non-IBM speak? Okay, so it was um, Lotus Sales Specialist. Um, so that kind of um, is a basic one for IBM. Um, however, it is in the process at the moment of changing temporarily at least, um, where I'll be assuming the role of the brand manager for New Zealand, um, while we have the brand manager on maternity leave. So, um, so yeah, so obviously, you know, it's about kind of creating um, a market um, here in New Zealand, uh, infiltrating the Microsoft um, market share. And building that business partner community, which is really important, um, because you know those are the strongest advocates that we have. That's great, and and, and something I, I you know I, I've certainly considered working for IBM in the past. I've you know, worked so closely with IBM as a partner for fifteen plus years, and I'm sure Darren has probably been through a thought process as well. So no, no, no. <laughs> so so Vaughan, how how have you felt kind of coming into IBM after so many years of of working with IBM from the outside? Is it kind of matched up to how you expected life to be? Um, I've been out to see things from another side of the fence, so to speak. <laughs> um, and, and I think uh, many partners really appreciate where I'm coming from with that. Um, it's, um, you know, there's a lot that makes sense. And if I, was a, if I was a partner right now today, there's probably a few things that I'd do differently with, with what I know now. Um, 
But I guess the key thing is for me is really supporting the partners to grow their business. And um, you know, IBM's got quite a focus on selling new software. Um, the business partners, their focus is maybe a little bit different. Uh, I know when I was a business partner, uh, most of my revenue came through services. Um, and um, we sold solutions to customers as do partners all around the world. So um, the license revenue as a partner was um, certainly not a huge chunk of my revenue, um, purely because I sold licenses as I needed to um, as I went. So, you know, it's quite important for us to kind of see that business partner community grow here in New Zealand, um, both with gaining new partners and also seeing existing partners being able to um, grow the size of their business. So what made you come back, or sorry, not come back, come into IBM after all these years? Was it something you, you just wanted to do, or did the right opportunity come up, or what made you join? Yeah, so um, I've been watching um, the space for a, a little while now, and uh, one of my goals or one of my dreams is really to see um, Lotus on every desktop in New Zealand in, in some way. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of way out there. Um, but, you know, like I say, Microsoft has done pretty well in New Zealand. And if they can do it, there's no reason why I can't. You know, it's only Bill Gates after all. Um, so, uh, so I kind of saw an opening at IBM and I thought, well, here's my chance to kind of use this as a platform to help fulfill my dreams anyway. And obviously that falls quite nicely in line with what IBM would like to do as well. And and so as we kind of look forward, we're, I can't believe we're already into July. Anybody else shocked at the fact we're already... In fact, I worked out the other day we're closer to Lotosphere 2012 than we are to the one that's just gone, which is just scary already. So what are Nearly your, out of July. <laughs> I know, where's the year going? So, so Vaughan, as we look through kind of the rest of the year and, and into next year, even what are your kind of goals for, uh, for the role you have there? What can you see going on in, in that time? Okay, so I think, um, you know, as I said, to grow that business partner community is, is a must. And um, one of the things I've been trying to do um, since being in the role is is to create more of a, a buzz in our community and get, mm. get people thinking more and, and partners kind of working closer with each other. I think it's easier, easy for business partners to become very competitive and to go after those same accounts and what have you. Um, but, um, you know, to actually see them working together and kind of um, collectively working towards the common goal of growing the market. Uh, so that's quite important. And as we mentioned before about um, user groups, it would be great to see a user group here in New Zealand. And um, I certainly think that uh, a lot of um, users and customers are actually um, watching that space. Um, the other area I'd like to see um, things happen would be around Lotus Connections. Um, you know, there's a huge opportunity for us in the area at the moment, um, particularly with the likes of the World Cup coming up. Um, we've got a lot of retail stores, obviously, and, and motels, you know, um, tourism, all of those kind of things who will be cashing in on the World Cup. Uh, and, um, you know, I think it's important that they have the ability to be able to communicate with um, really a, a market that they don't know. Um you know, they don't know their buying habits and those kind of things. So, so some exciting room there to do something with, with connections, perhaps. The other thing that seems to be quite a talk at the moment here in New Zealand is around cloud-based computing. Um, it's been interesting to see how this has kind of evolved over the last 12 months to maybe 18 months. I know um, 18 months ago when I was having conversations with customers, um, I needed to put cloud on the table. But... Um, it was really just there to entertain people, really, more, more than anything. Nobody was serious about it. Um, as many of you will know, we have had um, some natural disasters here in New Zealand lately, um, a significant earthquake in Christchurch. And, um, you know, we're looking at um, probably around about 60 to 80% of a city being demolished. Um, so that has a huge impact on business. And I think that New Zealanders have kind of woken up to the reality um, of the fact that, you know, you actually need to have a DR plan, <laughs> um, not just a backup and leaving your tapes in the office or whatever the case is. So there's many businesses that still can't get into their buildings, to their systems. So the whole cloud thing is quite a focus. So that, that would include um, offerings from IBM such as Lotus Live. Um, in fact, I'm just working working with a customer at the moment on, on um, a Lotus Live offering um, who's affected by the Christchurch earthquake. Um, the, the virtual desktop, um, I've had quite a bit of a look at virtual desktop since being at IBM over the last six weeks, and 
I'm impressed to say the least. So, um, so yeah, those are kind of the goals, the things that I'll be um, aspiring to achieve something with. Um, so, it's, yeah, what, watch what happens, really. I, I'm actually, I, I am surprised that IBM hasn't came out with some type of offering where you do one-way replication of your on-premise servers, on-premises servers, um, in, into the IBM data centers and kind of give you the warm, fuzzy feelings of, of a backup, but not the, the hassle and, and the cost of having to move entirely to the cloud. I think there's a good opening there. Yeah, and that's, um, that's um, one of the things where, you know, certainly open for our business partners to be doing something in that space. Um, and IBM's just opened the brand new data center here in Auckland. It's actually just down the road from where I live. Um, I'd like to hack into that pipe. That would be quite nice. A bit of bandwidth. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, you know, we're looking at, um, at filling that, that place up. It's, uh, it's already doing really well. And, um, yeah, um, it's all, it's all going to go. So, yeah, there's an option for a business partner who might be listening. And that leads us quite nicely, I think, into um, one of the big announcements this week, which Ed Brill covered on his blog, which is that there's two new data centers opened in Japan as part of the IBM Cloud. I think they're going to be used for Lotus Live, amongst other IBM Cloud apps. So it's clearly IBM sees a lot of growth in Asia Pacific, and, and this is one of the ways in which they're going to support that. Yes, exactly. Well, and I think there's some hoo-ha about... Um the Patriot Act in the U.S. being that the U.S.-based servers only right now, being able to choose the location of your server to certain customers, I think, has an allure. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we see it in Europe all the time with um, with certainly continental European customers requiring data to be in Europe. And, and I imagine that there's Asia-Pacific corporations, you know, the big Japanese ones who would want data to be a bit more local. Though I imagine probably with something a little bit further afield as well for DR. So, uh, you know, clearly IBM are aware of that and it's starting to close off some of those kind of requirements and, and issues that they have with with. with customers that might be prospects for Lotus Live. Something else that's been in the news this week is that IBM has donated Lotus Symphony code to the Apache Foundation. Um, this is something that the that Sun had already done with Open Office, I believe, so they'd push that um, back to Apache. They've um, obviously had the fork in the Open Office community with um, with the, the different uh, fork, I forget the name of it, that's, that's going off in a different area. Um, LibreOffice. LibreOffice. And now Symphony code has been donated. So I'm, I'm just trying to think what in that symphony code i imagine it's mostly the eclipse stuff that there's part of that that ibm had developed around open office any thoughts down on whether um, that's going to be a, a, a significant move for ibm to do that i'm completely confused over all of this now uh, it used to be simple sun owned open office and they or sun ran open office and the open office foundation and since oracle has put their big giant foot on it they've really confused me so god knows anyone that doesn't read the computer press is thinking and and, and i think it just kind of has led to a whole level of confusion and i think most people outside of the industry have never heard of apache they have no idea what the apache foundation is so i think someone needs to kind of step to the fore and and maybe come out with a meaningful explanation of, of what what is going on here what what, what do we all mean what why why did ibm give symphony back in you know, I don't know if they're donating the code and expecting Apache to do the work or whether they are still keeping their uh, developers doing Symphony. So there's a lot of kind of weirdness going on. I'm not quite sure what, 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 what it is. If we look at it from strictly an Office Suite type solution, the LibreOffice has really taken, uh, taken off quite well in the last year and a half. Um, now you got you know Ubuntu things like that is already embedding into it, so from a marketing standpoint, I think the Symphony uh, probably hasn't gained the momentum they thought it would have. Um, so for IBM to carry on that, it's going to be a big marketing expense that they have to figure out. So by donating it back to Apache, I'm I'm wondering if they might be looking at uh, having some of their codes have you know sh start showing up in the LibreOffice area, you know in the LibreOffice or some of these other codes. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. I mean, something that um, has always been missing from Symphony is is uh, there's a database app, isn't there, which is part of um, OpenOffice, but has never made it into Symphony and so on. So I imagine, you know, if those two products get closer down the line, maybe there'll be some real advantages for Symphony customers that um, that have been missing some of these features. So interesting to see how all that works out. Um, probably the most important story we've got to cover today is something that Duff, uh, Tom Duff, uh, raised on his blog. I think it was yesterday about a Lotus Domino denial of service. Service. Um, so this this relates to the SMT route, sorry, the SMTP router, email server, and the client as well. All of which can crash uh, if a certain uh, um, amount of code is kind of interjected as an attachment. This is kind of worrying, but I guess these things happen all the time. It's just a matter of how quickly IBM um, can patch it. Well, I think they they, they do happen all the time, um, and this is not the first one. I think eight five kind of suffered from a, a, a pretty big crash of this type now I think this one is, is a bit, it's probably getting a bit more play than I probably would have given it myself because it it has to, isn't it I thought it was ICS related, isn't it I haven't seen that in the tech note. Um, so the, the the title of the tech note is Domino Server Crash on Router Task While Processing ICAL Message so I guess yeah, so it is ICAL. ICAL. Okay, so okay. It's ICAL yes, that's ICAL Apologies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and I don't necessarily see a lot of ICAL attachments coming and going anyway so you know it's yeah it is a problem but you know I mean honestly how many people are sending backwards and forwards ICS's I usually only get them from people that are using uh, iPad and and iPhone with uh, Traveller right now that seems to be the only time I ever get an ICS if it comes that way so yes I think it's a big deal is it is it a massive deal yeah I don't know um, I'm looking to see when they said it's going to be fixed. It's already fixed, actually, which is quite impressive. So it, it's already in 8.5.2 Fix Pack 3, um, which was released just a couple of days ago, wasn't it? July the 18th. And also that there's some stuff. There's, yeah, yeah, just a bit. Um, and there's also an interim fix as well for 8.5.2 Fix Pack 2 Interim Fix 1. Um, crikey, you have to keep up with all these Fix Pack versions. Um, so Printed good. quicker. <laughs> So it is already fixed, you know, to kudos to IBM for, for doing that. You know, it's great it's already fixed. So if you're running those versions of the Domino server and you, um, you know, you transfer um, iCal uh, meetings to and fro, make sure you, you get hold of that fix, get it on your server. And also make sure if you do go to FP3 on 852, um, Google 8, fix pack 3 and iNotes because there is some issues with iNotes. I haven't seen any, but there is a lot of... Com- a lot of uh, not happy people out there about the iNOT stuff in, in 8.5.2 fix pack free. Um, and lastly, on the news front, um, in fact, we've got a couple of, of articles to run through. Um, one is that IBM um, announced their earnings for Q2 2011 uh, just a few days ago. Um, lots of, of blog posts about that. I think Volker Weber blogged about it. I did as well. Um, big news is that Lotus is up year on year 12%, which uh, is a tremendous result. And, and that's, that's, you know, Good news for everybody who's involved with them. Um, sorry, rather than Lotus, IBM Collaboration Services or Solutions, rather. Um, and it's you know, it, although other brands within Software Group are up even more. I mean, WebSphere is up 55%. IBM is producing great software results, um, you know, quarter on quarter across the whole of Software Group. So well done to everybody involved in that. I would love to know how we're going to report these earnings once the brands start to morph into not being brands. I think it's confusing enough as it is. I mean, we, we had this discussion, I think, with Kathy Mandelstein, I guess, end of last year, didn't we, in terms of, um, you know, whether Portal is part of, you know, IBM Collaboration Solutions or not, or is it part of the website brand, and where does development sit, and all those kind of questions. And it's hard to know from the outside. All we can take is what's in the earnings reports and, and try and make sense of that. But it would be lov- lovely to learn one day where all these products sit and, as you say, how it's going to change as, as they lose their branding. But 12%, it's not the biggest number in the pack, but it is a positive number. Yeah. And double digits. How much did there would be connections? Or is connections now outside of the Lotus brand? I think it's always been in WebSphere. Now, see, I thought it was always in Lotus. So, again, anybody IBM that's listening to this, come tell us. (laughs) Okay, so um, basically, um, I can can tell you right now the, um, the IBM Collaboration Solutions covers um, connections and portal, domino, you know, all of those um, legacy um, Lotus applications and what have you. Um, the way I the way I see it, I, and, and I, I stand to be corrected, um, but my view on it is pretty much um, what touches the glass. Um, 
in, in that area is pretty much ICS. Um, you know, a lot of the other web sphere stuff, middleware um, integration, those kind of tools, um, and things like message broker and, and what have you. Um, but yeah, when it actually comes to the glass and being able to share information that helps you perform your job um, and increase your productivity, it's usually um, ICS. Right, and Vaughn, this is where the conversation gets interesting because Domino has obviously Domino, it has portions of TDI and it also has an entitlement to WAS. Connections is TDI with WAS and DB2. So how does that revenue get cut up on an individual seat sale? And I'm not asking you to put your neck on the line here, but, yeah. but from a, an outside looking in, it's difficult to know, does that 12% up include connections or does a 55% up in WebSphere include the vast majority of connections? Yeah. Yeah, something something that I simply can't answer. Can't answer. Um, but um, you know, I just enjoy selling connections. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, and the last item on the agenda for today is the IBM uh, Collaboration Solutions. Starting to get used to saying those words together. Um, community meeting, which uh, Joyce Davis runs. We've talked about a lot on this podcast. Uh, we obviously had the the one that was very newsworthy last month. Um, that's now a register-only event. I mean, it doesn't really uh, make much difference. I think anybody's free to register, whether you're a customer, partner, consultant, author, whatever you might be. I think you can still register for that event. Uh, I think it's just a matter of, of IBM being able to collect a little bit more data in terms of who's going to attend, how many they're expecting, how many don't turn up, that kind of thing. It's insane. This this has got to be in response to the now famous meeting, which is is that coming online? I I, I need to look because Carl Tyler said it was in an email, but I haven't found the email yet. So I need to go find that. Um, I I think they're trying to put a bit of a a, a corral around this, and and I just think. If, if you want to destroy a community, the easy way to do it is make them register for everything. I think, yeah, this is a discussion we've had lots of times, haven't we, about IBM asking for people to register for demos and white papers and videos and things. And I, I can understand both sides. I can understand why you'd want to collect that data, but I can also understand why you would want to keep it open and I, I think the interesting thing is clearly Joyce had a mailing list for this because she sent out an invite every month so people were signed up for it because they're part of that community um, and, and so I think they had the names already I think it's a matter of, of maybe just having a little bit more awareness of, of who's registered perhaps and a bit more data about them might be but I, I tend to agree with you I think it's a shame it's gone behind that that wall however easy it is to break through the wall it is still a wall that, that wasn't there before yeah so um, anyway, we'll, we'll let you know. Um, I, I think the next one has been scheduled. It's, I think it's the last Tuesday of the month, um, and that's been scheduled. I think there's going to be a symphony update, and also George is going to talk about the community itself. So do make sure you're registered for that. We'll have a link in the show notes for the next one. And one of the best people in the community, Eileen Fitzgerald, is on it as well. Absolutely, yeah, and esteemed guest on this podcast in the past from GSX. So um, thank you to everybody for your comments on those news articles. We're going to move on to our tips. As ever on the podcast, we ask all of our guests to come up with a tip that they can pass on to you, the listener. It might be something very relevant to Lotus products. It might be something a bit more esoteric. And talking about esoteric, Darren, what's your tip? <laughs> Did you watch it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, so for those in the US, you may have seen it, but there's a link in the show notes to Toshiba's new advert. And this is a splendidly fantastic way to market to technology geeks or just generally sad people that, that can't get girlfriends. <laughs> um, and that, that's, that's by putting zombies in your advert and don't just put zombies in the advert just for the fun of it but have a 32 second story around why you have to do something to your laptop i don't normally buy toshiba laptops but this is putting me awfully close it was that good of an advert it is excellent it's like Shaun of the dead in 32 seconds Oh, got to go watch it now. Thank you, Darren. The link is in the show notes. Trendy wants to go and see what he's on about. Uh, Richard, what's your tip? Uh, my tip is um, learn Dojo. Uh, if you're a developer, uh, whether you're using X Pages or not, uh, it's really the kind of key to creating some real good uh, interactive apps. Okay, great. And and obviously, if you are learning, X Pages is even more important. And I guess on the connection side as well. So much of connections is based around Dojo. So um, and quicker oh, yeah, too. Yes, yes. Good stuff. Thank you for that tip. Um, and Vaughn, what's yours? 
Yeah, basically, um, if you're looking to upgrade your email system um, or migrate or whatever the case might be, don't. Um, instead, you need to consider moving to Collaboration 2.0 instead. So, um, you know, making use of social tools um, and getting out of the whole inbox environment, get it, getting things out into the open where, in a community where people can actually share it and access it and make sense of it. Um, so, um, yeah, get out of the inbox. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And of course, email is so much of a commodity these days. I think that's what a lot of people will be doing. And Magnus, do you have a tip for us? Actually, I didn't write a tip, but uh, as I said earlier, just download uh, Notes F1 to do and try it out. I think it will, will be good for you and, and it will help your daily work. And the link is in the show notes. It is indeed. Yes. Lovely. Thank you very much, Magnus. And Bernie, what's yours? Well, my tip, um, you know, uh, frankly, my, I, I didn't work too hard last night uh, because I wanted to watch the space shuttle landing this morning. So I did stay up uh, from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock watching the space shuttle landing. But my thinking on that one, the tip comes out to be that, um, you know, it's an end of an era in a sense, but I think it's a beginning of a new era of collaboration. Space shuttle, space travel and so on is no longer a single uh, country's uh, domain. It is spreading all over the world. And I think if we look at ourselves in what we do, we're going to have to get out of a cocoon and start looking at uh, collaboration among not just within the company, but also external to our company. So I guess my, te- my tip is uh, the future is collaboration, and it is here now. Excellent. Thank you. And um, it, there was a tremendous article actually on the BBC. I'll put the link in the show notes about all the future options in terms of space travel and, and all the different third party companies that are coming up with these, these different solutions. So, um, Who is making a transporter? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Star that, Trek style. Can you imagine the TSA security lines to get in a transporter? <laughs> <laughs> And once yes. again, I have to admit that Mr. Duke was earlier with a tip than I. I got to about two minutes ago and suddenly thought, heck, what am I going to do? So my tip is uh, something I quickly had a look on my iPhone and found, which is an app called Jotnot Scanner Pro. So J-O-T-N-O-T. This was shown to me actually by Michael Sampson when he was over in the UK uh, doing a workshop for us. And this is a little 99 cent um application 59p uh, in the uk which allows you to take a photo of either a document or of um, in particular a whiteboard i've used it for um and what it does is it allows you to resize the photo you've taken so that it lines up so you don't get a kind of trapezium look of, of taking a photo from the side and it also does ocr and allows you to change the um contrast and brightness ratios of, of the picture you've taken so you can get rid of the uh, reflection maybe from a whiteboard or improve the contrast of the of the the color of the the white ball pens against the white background and it's terrific and once you've got that on there and, and tuned it up you can then email it to yourself you can dropbox it um to yourself you can you know do various different things share it in different ways you can even fax it as well so um great little app very very cheap 99 cents um it's on the itunes app store um but we'll also have a link in the show notes as well very well recommended you know if they have a version for um, android on that I haven't seen yet, and there may well be, so um, so have a look. Uh, um, so that brings us to the end of our tips. Um, we'll just quickly go around the table one more time. Uh, we're over time as it is, as usual, and just ask people, how do uh, listeners get hold of you if they want to follow up on anything you've mentioned on the podcast today, if you have a Twitter or a blog link or whatever? So, Darren, kick us off. Blog.downduke.net for all things technical and Darren Duke, all one word on Twitter for my 140 character rants and my inability to spell trapezium. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll let you off that one, Darren. Thank you very much for joining us again today. And Richard, how do people find you? Uh, you could uh, email me at richard.moy at Bora Group or I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Richard Moy and and Twitter, which is just Richard underscore more. Okay, thank you. And Bernie, how do people track you down? Well, you can track me down on Twitter and also on LinkedIn. Both of those just use my uh, full name, Bernie Leung. So it's B-E-R-N-I-E-L-E-U-N-G, all one word. Uh, the other thing you can also look at me, uh, you know, follow me is on my blog, which is a security blog I call csoinsider.blogspot.com. Excellent. Thank you for joining us today. It's great. And Vaughn, how do people find you? You can't find me. There's a problem. <laughs> Just Google <laughs> Vaughn Rivet, R-I-V-E-T-T, and you should be able to find my blog. Um, I'm on Twitter 
It's um, V-Rivet, V-R-I-V-E-T-T. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Google+, and Facebook. Excellent. Thank you, Vaughan. And lastly, Magnus. Yes, my email address is magnus uh, at cicado. It's C-I-K-A-D-O dot S-E. And also visit our webpage, uh, apps.cicado.com. Lovely. Thank you, Magnus. Um, and I am Stuart McIntyre. You can find me on Twitter, Stuart McIntyre, or, or the company is collaborationmatters.com. So thank you to everybody for taking part. Good luck with MWLUG, with the new job in New Zealand, uh, Vaughan, and also with the application. I hope everybody goes ahead and downloads that. Uh, I just had a look at um, JotNot, and it is indeed available for Android in beta at the moment. So the link is in the show notes for that too. So until next week, this was This Week in Lotus. Bye. Bye. At This Week in Lotus, we're actively looking for sponsors from around the IBM Collaboration Solutions community. We'd love to find ISVs or business partners who'd like to sponsor this podcast, raise your profile around the community, and add to your sales. If you're interested, please contact us at info at thisweekinlotus.com and ask for our media pack. We'd love to hear from you. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer.